It's recording? It's recording, my friend. All right, beautiful. So this is not an episode? This is not an episode, not your average Joe. Episode. No, this is going to be a movie review for The Flash. I'm wearing red to honor it. You... Fun fact, I think I wore this to the premiere, so... Oh, cool, this is how it works. Got a little bit of morbidity from both ends. The Flash movie, man. Wow. Oh. <sighs> A lot to tackle, a lot to talk about, and um... Well, you're right about the holes. I shouldn't have ate a holes before drinking that black. No, that was <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, no, we have a lot to talk about today. A lot of mixed reviews, I guess you can say. A lot of mixed reviews going in. Just a preface uh, to, uh, to go into it. The amount of people who talked about this movie before us seeing it said this was the best superhero movie of all time. I don't like being lied to. Yeah. Number one. So uh, I think we should just go into what we heard previously before going in. I'll put up quotes too. Tom Cruise said it was one of the best movies he's ever seen in his life. And he contacted Andy, the, uh, the director, to say how much he liked it and praised it, basically. I think Stephen King said it was an immaculate movie as well. They're getting paid off now. They have to be getting paid sometimes. Okay, this, this is why I knew before even seeing this movie that Tom Cruise... This was all part of a Felicity stunt. Ready? Yeah. Tom Cruise wasn't even in the movie. And yet he's saying it's the best movie he's ever seen of all time. After all he's done. No offense to Tom Cruise, but, you know, if I was Tom Cruise, doing all that he does in his action films, Mission Impossible, you know, you're telling me that The Flash was the best movie he's ever seen? No. That's actually a really good point. And mm -hmm. we, we'll get into the, the, the way it looks, too, because that was a big topic, too, of the way the movie looks. So I think that we should break it up into... To act one, act two, two act yeah. three, and then we could just dive into all of it. So clearly spoilers. Spoiler oh. review. And if you haven't watched yeah, The Flash they're... yet, if you want to save your money and save time, you could this video first. Yeah, because we're going to go pretty in-depth of everything there, too. So the story starts off with... Pretty, I, I really did like that scene with Batfleck being back as well. So mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a scene of... Um, him calling Barry because Barry's online to get like food or something yeah, like that. Because yeah. I like that one aspect of the movie too because they show that he has this like watch that tracks his calories. And because he burns so many calories so quick of running, he needs to be consistently eating. Yes. Very comic accurate thing. Uh, Alfred in the movie. Yeah, he looks so different. He looks old. Jeremy, his name is Jeremy. Um, Let me see if you get it. Not Brenner. Hammer? No, no. Jennifer, no. Jennifer looks close. Oh, 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 got it. Yeah. Jeremy, um, Linen. <laughs> no, Irons. Okay. Irons, <laughs> Irons. Um, Alfred calls him up and he's saying um, that Bruce needs him. Yeah. And he has to run all the way to Gotham. Uh, I thought the running scenes were really, really cool. That yeah. The way that yeah. they, they view it running. And uh, Barry runs and um, we're going to get into like the, mm -hmm. the first really questionable scene in the mm -hmm. movie. You know exactly what I'm talking about, too. Oh, do so, I, boy? Do I ever? He's basically like a janitor. He says, like, oh, well, I'm the, like, I understand I'm the Justice League's janitor, and I'm cleaning up after everybody, but why does it have to be like this? So the foundation of this building that he's trying to save decides to <laughs> topple forward, and everything... It don't, you said something, too, in the movie theater where it reminded you of the scene in Spider-Man 3 with Gwen Stacy. Almost identical. Yes. Where it instantly took me back to that moment yep. where, like, what's that thing in my shot? <laughs> and it's just, like, a slow, like... Silence. Yeah. You see the building it, fall forward and everything. And there's um, it's a meme right now too because people have seen this movie and everything. The Flash has to save this um maternity ward. Yeah. Of all babies, <laughs> which is really ironic. So Flash runs up there and he's basically in uh, supersonic speed. Everything's in slow motion and everything. Uh, he puts a baby in a microwave. 
and tries to make sure they don't fall and he throws them all on a gurney and saves the lady and she's like screaming and everything and then he takes the baby out of the microwave yeah so i guess like he put the baby in the microwave that obviously wasn't on it was falling because the thing with flash is that you know he can in slow motion it's happening in like a nanosecond but like in slow motion you're seeing everything that he's doing in that nanosecond yeah so the scene where he like literally there's a bunch of so the, before the babies actually fall off like in abyss almost okay you're thinking to yourself oh flash is gonna get up there no problem but basically um alfred sends him down below to pick up the wires before it could touch the yeah. oh yeah he did that too yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so he's down there doing that and you're seeing like this you know point b of a plot all these babies start to just fly down and then they all literally start falling off the building. Like they start falling out of the building. And, and me and Nick are just like, oh yeah. my God, this, they're okay. This the is... entire audience too was like, what are we Whoa. watching? And like, Justin, this, the CG. Oh. <sighs> Do you know what somebody compared it to? You ever what? see that sequel to um, The Mask? What yeah, the, the, the mask? mask. Yeah, with Jamie Kennedy. With yeah. the baby dancing. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Oh, oh no. <laughs> okay, that's accurate. Honestly, I would say that maybe that, I know what you're talking about, what scene you're talking about. You know exactly, yeah. I think it's actually a little bit more better than, than what we got in the, um... In the Flash? In the Flash. Really or it's equivalent. Well, before we but, go into the more acts and everything, the director of this movie did come out and he said that the CGI is supposed to be bad. Yeah. Awful way, uh -huh. awful yeah. way to, to That's do equivalent that. to someone no. saying, oh yeah, like the actual cut of this movie, it's so, so, but my cut, when you see it in six months from now, it'll be a little it's bit like more fleshed out. Yes, it's copying out because yeah. you're you're acknowledging something like, oh yeah, like it's supposed to be that way. Mm -hmm. Like you could, it, it's it's supposed to be that. We know we're we're acknowledging it. No, as far as the movie, how much how much was the movie made for? I think we're a little over two hundred million dollars. We could talk about uh, Ben Affleck. Ah yes, because I really did like that scene with the chasing and everything. We'll get to the end of the scene where we, we could talk about something that like kind of felt reminiscent of something so, that good. The way that I view Ben Affleck in this movie, and I understand now after watching the full length of time that he was in it, mm -hmm. unfortunately, if you're a Ben Affleck fan, he's in it for like 10 minutes. The 10 minute performance that he gave as Batman was more that we've seen on screen of his Batman doing stuff that he's, he, he provided the most. Mm -hmm. Him doing the chasing, I like the relationship between him and Flash. It's almost yeah. like almost like having a Robin again from his perspective. Yes, I was just gonna, yes. It's really, I, really yeah. nice. He, like he views him as, a, as a, a son almost. So it's really, really nice to see that dynamic going. He clearly made that new suit for him too. Um, it's inside the ring too that comes out. It's really cool. Uh, very surprised uh, cameo, which me and Justin knew because we watched the interview with somebody, uh, Ben Affleck, who <laughs> said this at least a year ago now. The chase is happening, Batman is trying to stop these thugs with this one virus, and um, they topple over off of a bridge. He doesn't want the virus to get into the water. And then all of a sudden, you see that lasso swing down, grab around their hands. And the score starts like, and I'm just like, the whole interaction between, listen, you can say I said this, because you're right, you're right. After like <clears throat> watching the scene again on YouTube after we saw it the first time, immediately when I saw that scene, okay, I felt immediately Joss Whedon Justice League vibes. You have a very good vibe okay. because that scene actually happens in that Justice League yes. movie. It was Aquaman. Aquaman, he Aquaman sits where he gets a little lasso. like you know. Yeah. So basically, in this sequence, you know, Batman goes through a whole chase scene. Batfleck is chasing after these villains, just basically what Nick said, who have a bomb. Uh, no, not a bomb. It's a it's virus. A virus that, Can't get in the water. Deadly virus. Yeah. Probably COVID. Now, um, <laughs> yeah. So, as Affleck is dangling down, you know, like you said, Wonder Woman comes in, swoops in, whatever. 
it's like the interaction, right? And then Flash finally gets there. It's the three of them, right? And it's just like Wonder Woman's like, how are you doing? You know, kind of just no like, lines. just, yeah, she's, no no, she's in it for, I want to say 15 seconds. You don't even, wait, oh, you see her fly away. I'm sorry. You do see her fly yeah. away, but like, you don't really know anything about them. You're right about the interaction. Ben Affleck's suit? Yeah. It wasn't the best suit. What did you do to him? I like the blue. You see the blue on his hand. I've been I saying that. Maybe I like the idea that finally we got a blue cowl. Mm -hmm. Okay? Like the original back in the day, you know. In a lot of comics, he, he does see that tint of blue on himself. Yeah. Like in the, in the Hush storyline and everything. I do like that. I think it's a really cool one. If they do Brave and the Bold in the future, I hope we see like version of that. So I that agree. would be really, really cool. Um, as far as that is, so the, the entire act one is basically... Him solidified into the Justice League. We even see a Superman cameo, too. Yes. That was another thing. Henry Cavill. The back of his head. Huh. Why do oh, they hate him so much? They they could have never used him at all. And just said, oh, yeah, Superman's fighting off. They didn't have to go through that. But it was like a, I feel like it was kind of like a jab to Henry Cavill. In Why way. do they hate him? Why? Oh, it really is. So the entire act one, um, after the, uh, the fight scene and after the, the chases and everything, you see Barry at his job. He's always clearly late to his job. That's the whole character, The Flash, and you know, even in the Flash TV show and everything, he's the fastest man alive, but he's consistently late. Yep. You see a few of his friends, you see the interactions between them, and then you meet Iris. So Iris is introduced. So there's a little funny tidbit. Yep. I know we discussed this prior, but I don't know if anybody else caught this. Yep. So when they first meet, right, in this movie, well, we know what you're gonna say. Yeah. Iris says to him, oh, I feel like we've met like a few years ago, like briefly. Now, Here's where we get a little, we break it down for you. In Joss Whedon's Justice League in 2017, okay, they cut out Iris West completely, okay? Zack Snyder's Justice League, this is Iris West, he saves Iris West for that brief moment that she is describing. Yep. So which indicates that the events of Zack Snyder's Justice League in this movie is somewhat canon because Iris West hints at their interaction they had in, in his cut. Until we tackle another thing. Yeah, yeah. So which you, then you it kind of right. becomes a little weird because we'll, we'll get into it a little bit later. You don't know what's canon and what's really not canon. You don't, when it comes to at the first all. Justice League movie. You don't even know if they're going off of the first 2017 Justice League movie or what we all call the real Justice League movie, yep. Zack Snyder's Justice League, because that's the one that we view as... Well, the better one for sure, and just the one that we want to make canon for sure. Yeah. Um, we see this uh, scene of Barry interacting with his father because uh, Bruce Wayne has technology that he can hack into the, the prison or something, and he can talk on the phone with his dad. Yeah. There's really beautiful moments with that. And then you get to see him um, speak on the phone with his dad, and then he travels to his old familyhood home, and he looks outside, and he like has some visions of his mom and everything. And then I believe it's a discussion between him and his dad saying that like you can't go back in time yeah. and change anything. And then he tries to run super, super fast. And I like the entire concept of when he runs really, really fast. It almost um, puts him in this ball that runs really, really, really quick. And then there's like this, I forgot the name of it, but somebody named it before. It's like a coliseum around him of all time oh, yeah. around him yeah. where it's almost sees like uh, the sands of time are basically going back and forth and he's protected in the bubble because he's running really really quick and you see i think you see bruce and diana so he's like going back into the day and then he sticks ah. his head out and then he could say like oh wow i could travel back in time yeah. to do this so he basically this is where we were talking about the whole iris west thing too now in this flash movie he then discovers that he can travel back far beyond a couple seconds give or take right yeah in Zack Snyder's version of Justice League, this is where it becomes an issue. He already does that. 
he actually does make a not a branch reality. We'll get into the way that they view time travel in this movie because every yeah. time traveling movie views it differently. When we're talking about Back to the Future or Endgame, any type of movie involving time travel, they have a different spin on it yeah. too. Which, which is very really interesting. It's very interesting mm -hmm. um, because I never look at it quite that way. MCU, this the way that MCU's time travel with the whole variants, branch realities, etc. That's not the DC no, at all. It's, it's and you, you really know you really get that flushed out and description like in this movie too. I, I do like this idea. It's something Me too. different. It's, it's something different. new. Yeah, uh, it's intricate and the stakes are a lot more higher, in my opinion. A lot of people are talking about Ben Affleck's last scene in the movie too, because his last scene is interaction between him and Barry. People were just like, "Oh, I really don't like that scene that he went off on." You know, I wish there was a little bit more. I thought that there was a lot of horror around it. I yeah. thought it was really beautiful because basically he sits down with him. And Marion is like, listen, Bruce, I can go back in time and I can change everything. I can change the fate of my parents. I can save my parents. I can even save your parents. And like, I don't know, I got kind of emotional looking at Ben's face because he's just like, because like, it's an older guy. He's been through so much. And he's like, listen, take it from an older guy. Don't let your tragedy define you. Don't yeah. be me. And then he's like, but like, I idolize you. You're, you're Batman. Like you became something cool. And then he's like, but I'm alone. Isn't that beautiful? It is beautiful because I feel like finally... Ben Affleck's final performance as Batman, I can now understand what he meant in the press and he said, I really finally, even though it's funny because it's his last time playing him, yeah. I finally learned how to play the character of Bruce and Batman correct this time, like it my is. own way of doing it. And then he's like, oh, do you want yeah. to get something to eat? And he's like, maybe another time. And then you never see him again. Yeah. It's so sad, honestly. It's, it's extremely like, sad. It yeah. is. Because, you know, really panned off to be this, like, you could tell it was, like, the final moment. It was. It was really, really nice. And then, you know, clearly he doesn't listen to, uh, to Bruce's advice saying, no, don't, don't do that because, it's, A, it's irresponsible and you shouldn't change things that shouldn't be. Big theme in this movie is spaghetti and pasta. Yeah, and you know what's so funny? There was a moment where Nick and I were, were watching the movie and we're like, oh, is his mom Italian? Because you think... <laughs> And then I was playing like Spanish. Spanish music, and I'm like, that's not Italian. Um, she's not. I don't understand why the pasta. And then later on in the movie, when we'll get we'll get to a more descriptive part of it. But when he goes and visits Michael Keaton's Batman, yeah, it's he's there cooking again. His pasta, and I'm like, what's with it's pasta? Weird. And then once we describe the timelines and everything, it's like spaghetti too. It's it's a really really weird yeah. thing, honestly. Yeah. So the metaphor he, was the spaghetti being the infinite timelines. I very. Guess very yeah. much like that. So he decides to travel back in time and he said, well, actually he had the idea speaking to Iris because he was like, if I can go back in time and not interact with anybody at all and just the whole point of his mom basically getting murdered was the dad had to run out and go get tomato sauce because she was out of it and she was making Sunday dinner. Again, such an Italian thing. It's weird. I don't it get make it, sense. It but it, it kind of works. But runs out and go, goes and gets it and uh, grabs the sauce, comes back, gets home, mom is murdered. Yes. And nobody knows exactly what that is. That's a big gray area in the movie too, because in the comics it was reverse flash. Barry's like, as long as I don't interact with anybody, I don't mess anything up, and I just find my mom at the grocery store and I grab the tomato sauce, put it in there, there's no reason for, for my dad to run out and go get it, and she won't be alone, and she won't die. So he runs back in time and does that. He's supposed to uh, go back, I guess it was 18 years, yeah. So he goes back in that span of time. Uh, he takes the tomato sauce, puts it in there, and then he's running back. He's running back and back and back and back. And all of a sudden, that dark flash throws him out of the time sphere. And then he's stuck in 2013. Yes. The day that he got to, gets his powers, which is pretty 
it's a pretty interesting take. I like, so I hear a lot of different things on this perspective too, and we can kind of go on the chemistry of Barry and Barry. So to avoid, I guess, confusion. Mm -hmm. Yes, we'll do- um, Do you want to call one Flash and then the other Barry? Yes, so so Flash is our Flash, which is basically from the present timeline that the movie starts out with. The, the mid, well, actually he's almost 30 actually. So he's like 28 or something. Yes, yes. So something like and that, yeah. Barry is the version of himself that he, you know, that he meets if his mom would have survived the events that put his dad away, basically, yes, that, that timeline. I, I'll dive into the chemistry between the two of them. I'm going to say this. The reason they did that is because they had so many people saying that The Flash is annoying from Justice League and all of his cameos and anything to do with that. They're like, he's immature, he's annoying. So how do you fix all that? You get a more annoying version of him to bounce I, off of I each see other. That, yeah, and you know what's really crazy too. What I also picked up on was throughout this movie, throughout the chemistry that was building between like the first scene they share together, well, really themselves, but you know what I mean, um, all the way to the very ending of the movie, mm -hmm. you really see him have a lot of Ben Affleck qualities that they shared in the very beginning of the I movie. I like that. Together. That's actually very smart. And you can yeah, tell. That's good. Because he references Batfleck a lot. He's like, well, you know, when he, for example, yeah. when he meets, when they beat, both beat Michael Keane, which we'll get into a little bit later on, he's like, well, you're like, you're like my, I like your best friend, you're like my best friend yeah. in my universe. Yeah, it was you know? nice. And yeah. it was so nice to see, like, he references Affleck a lot. It's really nice to see that, that he picks a lot of qualities from Bruce, and he realizes, like, wow, like, I was annoying. He realizes throughout the movie, like, I was annoying. He's like, like this is what, I, this this is what, what I, I'm dealing with. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he does that. So, uh, as Justin said, too, it is the day that he gets his powers. The Flash believes if he doesn't give Barry his powers on that day, some cosmic timeline events are gonna make him not have his powers. Yep. So they break into the police station, because that's where he's mm -hmm. working. He's a forensic scientist as well too, uh, Barry Allen in the comics and in the movie. So he breaks in and he, he basically puts him there and he says like, all right, this is where I was sitting when I was struck by the lightning. He's like, lightning? Yeah. I'm gonna get hit by lightning? And he puts <laughs> the chemicals up and he does that, but it's really bad timing because he's standing in front of the chemicals. So the lightning goes through him goes through the flash and then hits Barry. And from some way of happening is Barry gets his powers, but the flash loses his. Yes. It's a cool sequence too, because you know, the camera pans back and you just see everything go in slow motion. And it's the lightning going through the flashes, literally the, the, his chest cavity mm -hmm. into Barry. And then afterwards he was, I think what happened was maybe the, the lightning transferred, transferred from Barry, um, from the flash to Barry. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's it, yeah. And then basically he's dealing with getting his powers yeah. too. So it's kind of like an interesting thing because you never saw the Flash actually have his powers. So this is no. kind of like a quasi origin story almost too. Cause you see- Quasi? Him, qua I like that. Croissant. Croissant. Good one. Uh, getting his uh, powers and you see that he's messing up all the time. He's realizing that he has to consistently eat too cause he's burning so many calories. He like runs into town and destroys everything by accident yeah. and the power grid goes off and stuff. So he's realizing there's a there's a certain aspect of responsibility. I like powers. too. Also, I really like the the ability for him to move through things, right? So he even says in this movie, when the Flash is kind of teaching Barry, now that you have powers and I don't, here's what you have to do in order to not burn out and like you know mm -hmm. kill yourself, basically. Um, there's a scene where Barry's like, oh my god, like I want to know, I want to feel what it's like to go through walls, and he goes, no, 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 I didn't get that ability until years later of me having my powers. But this Barry Allen character, he gets those, those powers off the bat. Another big thing that's happening around the same time is that a certain 
General Zod, is going down on the planet too. And another thing that uh, the Flash is finding out around this time is too, there's absolutely no other metahumans out there in the world too. He's like Googling them. He's like Aquaman. It's, it's really funny. It was really cool. It's he was really Googling uh, Aquaman in this one scene because basically Barry takes the Flash back to uh, his apartment and basically his apartment roommates are the people who he's friends with that he works with, his coworkers yep. at, uh, in his other world. Yep. So he goes there and basically like he's looking at all these different names. He goes, Wonder Woman. Okay, it doesn't exist. Then he finds Arthur Curry and it's basically Arthur's father from the Aquaman movie, Jenko Fett. That was really, I was very surprised by that cameo. I was like, yeah. oh my God, they got yeah. him in here. And they're like, your wife is the queen of Atlantis, right? I and mean, he looks over and I guess in that world that he created, he merged into this world. It was some regular woman. He's like, no, <laughs> no. He's like, well, you have a son named Arthur, right? He's like, I have no kids. I have no kids. Yeah. yeah. So he now. No he's, Wonder Woman. He's just like, well, there's no Justice League. There's no one to defend us and everything. Then he sees in the news that General Zod is there looking for a Kryptonian. Which indicates to the Flash, okay, wait, there is a Kryptonian in this world that I created now. Mm -hmm. We gotta find him. We gotta find him. Well, yes. And he thinks that it is Superman. And he's like, we have to go find Superman. Yes. And he's like, the only other idea that I have is trying to find Bruce Wayne or some version of him out there too. So they go to Bruce Wayne's house and it is the same, I think it is actually the, the original house that they used in, in the 80s. In the original case in New York. I remember when, they, yeah. remember when yeah. they walk in and I see the, um, it's like checkered floor. It was a scene with him and Vicki Vale and uh, with the reporter guy. And I was like, oh my God, that's the, the same like armory area. To a T. I remember. Beautiful. Yeah. It was, I was, it was like, nice. Wow, it is. And they're like sculpting around looking and everything. And there was a really aggressive action scene with Michael Keaton, uh, very old, long hair, and the, yeah. the, the the beard and everything, come out of like a cupboard and just start beating up the Flash character. But Barry has his power, so he's like avoiding everything. That was a funny scene. You wanna hear a crazy, actually, I didn't tell you this yet, but um, I wanted to save it for this. Um, I was looking at very early on pre-screenings, and if anybody who listens to this today, if you saw this screening that I'm now talking about, let us know in detail if you can or just shoot us a DM, because I'm curious. They said originally that fight sequence where what we saw was Michael Keaton's Batman, um, all just, he was he was like an old man basically, right? They said that it was an Alfred Butler, like a variant of Alfred, and he basically explains that Bruce Wayne died. I read this, and then it was a short, it was a random character they had, and then Michael Keaton comes out and he goes, I'm not dead, no, sorry, he's crazy. And it was like his like- Oh, it was like a misdirect. Oh, it was a misdirect, yeah. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, I heard that was a- um, Do you know what would have made it better? What? I wanna see if you can guess it. Who, who could it have been if they kept the universe kind of going with the original Tim Burton idea? Robin? Yeah. Oh, it could have been a Robin. Robin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I like that. That would actually, yeah. Either Marlon Wayans, because Marlon Wayans was almost Robin for Tim Burton, or it could have been a Chris O'Donnell, because the biggest thing in this movie too, and we could dive deeper in there too, just to, just to differentiate everything, Marvel has incursions. That is where all these planets basically erode and they run into each other, forming something new. DC has something different called uh, conversions, where similar things are happening where the way that Michael Keaton describes the timeline is when they sit down afterwards, after the, the fight scene and everything. This is why Spaghetti is so big in there. He's saying that the Marvel Universe in Endgame, where time is all branches, basically. Yes. Theirs are not like that. So if you mm -hmm. go back in time and change something, your future is changed, yes. But also, the past is completely distorted and changed as well. 
causing a bunch of different things from different multiverses all to mash into each other. Hence why we're getting to Supergirl. That's why Supergirl is in this movie and Michael Keaton's Batman. So that's why these things are basically all roading together and running into each other is because that's the way that they view convergence in yeah. the DC universe. It's pretty neat too because it makes, like I said a little bit earlier, it makes the stakes quite higher. This movie, which we'll get into now, is the infinite um, ends. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, which we, is pretty neat. And when we um, yeah. wrap up at the end too, because this is um, where I think the first act really does end and now the second act is... Now we're going into act two. Yeah, it's yeah. basically him with Michael Keaton and everything trying to convey to him that he needs his help. That starts to happen. But Michael Keaton's basically like, you don't need me and everything. And that's when you touched on before. He's like, well, no, we need... We need a Batman. Batman is our strategist. He's our leader, basically. Like, like we we need him. And yeah. he's like, ah, pass, basically. Yeah. And then he decides to go into um, the sewer hole yeah. where the Batcave is. Um, I think this is my favorite Batcave ever because it looks like the animated series one. Yeah. It is beautiful. It's a little bit different than his original one. It's an actual cave. It's it's like a real it's an cave. Actual cave. You see his um, his bat plane like descending down it's beautiful and you see his car on the one of the pillar and then you see his back computer on the side mm -hmm. and then you see the um, army of suits that he walks into beautiful scene yeah. too which indicates too that there was so much more that happened off screen in between all four yeah. batman movies he's got like a scuba suit he's got that yeah. and again that beautiful suit of it's like gray and you have the the emblem of the bat and it's the blue costume with the big ears yep that's a beautiful suit i'd love yeah. to see that live action and him in it um but eventually he basically has a kind of a heart to heart but over like him spying on him basically mm -hmm. and he's like listen like i know my bruce lost his parents and we kind of you know connected on that on a basis too because i did lose my parents both in one day basically my dad was sent to prison and my mom was murdered and it kind of like tugs at his heart there's a nice scene when he like he sees a um, mural of his parents and he touches it and yeah like, and then he opens up the the freaking then it's everything then he changes his mind he's like you yep. know what i'm gonna help out and all right we'll get it, this superman and then yeah. then you're on your own basically so then they get in the bat jet and they go to russia and again the big thing to remember during this entire scene is the flash has no powers um barry is wearing his suit basically because barry now that he has the powers the flash basically gives him the suit that mm -hmm. he would be wearing yeah saying like you're gonna frizz up you got to make sure that you know um it's guidance care. Yeah. Being that he has no powers at this point in time in the film and he's guiding still young barry to take on those powers mm -hmm. while batman now is in the picture guiding them it's like you know now he's just basically the voice he's like basically the uh, oracle to barry kind of yeah, yeah basically yeah so they're in Russia, they're breaking in because they think they're, they can find Clark, basically. They think they can find uh, Kal-El because he hacked into the back computers and found out that there was something that did land about 30 years ago somewhere, and the government took it immediately, which so, is right yeah. at a Flashpoint, yep. too. That's why they do. But in Flashpoint, in the comic book series, it is Kal-El. But in this il uh, illustration, uh, they break in and they hack into everything and they find a girl. And that girl is uh, Kara Zor-El, which is um, basically... Uh, Superman's cousin. Mm -hmm. She's sent to kind of like protect him and look after him almost. And also, when Krypton did explode, she was like older than Kal-El. But oh, wow. it, it took her longer to get to Earth. Than so, he did. Yeah, so uh -huh. it's like weird. So that's like her younger cousin, but he's older because he's like in his mid-30s. Right, they the aged time. at different, I guess, time. Yeah, yeah I and she's like in her early 20s. It's kind of weird, yeah. yeah. That's that's the aspect of it too. But again, they're not just going to leave her there. They take her and run out. There's a pretty cool uh, action scene 
in the snow outside yeah. of her first it's nice getting the the Powers. sun yeah that's really really cool um batman how do you like batman uh, michael keaton i personally i really like the way that he moved in the suit you know i feel like you know back then back when 89 whenever that movie came out the first batman it was all um practical there was no really cgi yeah. to you know but in this movie it was nice to see him move again in the suit and yes it was a lot of it's a lot of this he is um, neck. he's like an aggressive fighter too yeah. it's almost like they they looked at ben affleck fighting in that warehouse scene in batman yeah. vs superman and, and they, they copied a lot of that because it's a lot of aggressive hand-to-hand -hand combat and stuff yeah which is fantastic he was really really cool in there batman's always cool no matter what honestly batman is probably one of the coolest things in these movies and they escape and they go back to the the Batcave, get Supergirl the suit. She goes in the sun. They have that entire scene too. Um, and then the Flash goes to Bruce Wayne, Michael Keaton's character. He's like, listen, I have to get my powers back. Uh, we don't stand a, a chance if I don't have my powers back and we have to fight Zod and make sure none of this happens. Yeah. He gets struck with lightning. Uh, pretty sad scene because like he's like dying. Yeah, he gets after uh, the he first doesn't, time. In this version of what he's trying to do to re replicate what he originally got done to him, it, it's a, it holds a very, very, um, does wear and tear on him. Not like how it did the first time. Yeah, it, which did happen in Flashpoint too, because the first time they tried to get his powers back, he was zapped. And actually it was way more gruesome too, because he actually goes all on fire. Oh my God. And yeah, if you ever look at the comic, like he looks like Deadpool almost. Like, <laughs> oh he gets, my God. He gets third degree burns all over his Imagine body. Imagine you're like, you're trying to regain and store your powers back. And you go on fire. And all of a sudden when you do it the way that you did it the first time, you just does it go on fire and everything yep. just yeah oh basically happens and then he tries again because he's like listen i have nothing else to lose so he tries it again and then it happens and the flash does heal very quickly then he's a lot better so that's what happens so supergirl sees this happening and she picks up the flash mm -hmm. and she brings him all the way by the lightning he gets struck by lightning comes down he has his powers again yeah it's pretty neat though insane. because what i do like about supergirl's interaction is that she didn't have to do that because she had no idea who these people were rescuing her Okay, and then a little bit later on, after he gets his powers back, um, the Flash gets his powers back. She's like, you know, when you saw that I wasn't who you wanted me to be, mm -hmm. why did you save me from those people? Because you need help. Yeah, it reminded her of what she stands for too. Um, only thing I wish they touched on a little bit more is that was she Supergirl in that universe? Until she got, where did the suit come into play? Like, so this was a mal an amalgamation of a few different ones. The, her design is strictly from. This one Injustice comic book series where um, Clark basically is in a dreamland in the comics and pretends like he has a life. If you look up a comic book series and you look at the character, the way that she looks and is drawn, it looks right. identical to this. But that's Clark's daughter from Lois, basically. And her name is like oh, Laura okay. something. Laura. I, Laura. You, you saw Laura. you saw the, the post. I saw a little yeah, bit of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. Because I was kind of confused. Maybe I missed it while watching it. So we've only seen it the for uh, one time mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Um, we'll probably watch it a couple more times to get a little bit more. Um, we're retaining a lot of it though. Honestly, yeah, we're kind I'm of doing very, beat for beat right yeah. now. We are. I was kind of confused when she basically put the, the, the suit on and she had the suit already with her. I'm like, oh, did she like crash land with that suit? Kind of. Okay. Yeah, because I guess Clark did have that suit, but it was on, it was in storage right. for a while. So I guess it's kind of the same thing they found. It is kind of like, because when they're taking her out of prison, they literally find it right on the side. And they're yeah. like, um, okay, like, they, like let, I don't know. It's kind of lazy. Then, yeah, it was kind of lazy in my my opinion too. And then she even asked, it was kind of like a quiz question when, when they were talking about this moment, she was kind of just like, what does this S mean? And he's like, Barry's a, you know, he's a funny, he's just kind of like, you know, 
and then um, it's like a cat. The flash, yeah, it's like a, literally like a cat. It's yeah. like a cat every two seconds. Um, and then the Flash is like hope, basically. It for hope. So it's basically like okay, well she understands now. Like okay, whatever you're telling me about your Superman, etc., your universe, this is all real, and we have to kind of work together to fight Zod. So that that was like a defined moment in the movie where they all kind of come together and they go after Zod together. Yep. And then Barry has to make his own suit because he gives his suit back to the Flash. Yes. And that's which is cool. why you know it's so crazy. While leading up to that moment, I didn't think in my actually I completely forgot about when they first started to promote that they were filming the Flash movie, they, the first, I think, promotional photo they used was the Batman Michael Keaton suit with the uh, spray painted on a Flash symbol. And me and Nick were kind of just like, I remember that. Well, people were like, pissed we're too. Like, They're like, what, uh, what is this? They're like, what is this? Why is this? There's a really funny scene where like, he tries to look over to the Flash and he can't move his neck and you see the mask move and yeah. then he just rips the side of it off. Yeah. It's really yeah. funny. Like, cause you have to make fun of like, he couldn't move his head in the eighties Batman. So they did that scene. Yeah. So they're basically all ready to go fight General Zod. Uh, General Zod is barely in this movie really. He's, I want to say- Michael Shannon has talked about this too. And he's like, I, I really didn't want to do didn't it. Did he film for like a week or two? Like he wasn't even on set for that long of this movie. Oh, I'm sorry. He said it wasn't fulfilling as an actor. That's what yeah. he said. I was like, well, yeah, I guess. He also repeated a lot of the same dialogue from Man of Steel. Like, it was We've a come lot. For you. It yeah. was really all the same until the ending where they obviously face off with Zod. That was all new dialogue because they're new characters. But mm -hmm. a lot of it was like his introduction that was all from Man of Steel. Yep, yeah. And a lot of them yeah. come back to the, uh, I'm blanking on the um, the warrior girl that was with Zod to, uh, I think her name is Flora. Oh yeah, she was in it too. She was um, in it. Didn't speak at all, but she was in it. Didn't have one piece of dialogue, but it was no. continuity. It was, it was nice to it, see. It was nice. That. So they all battle again. They're in the middle of like some desert, I mm -hmm. guess. That's where one of the first battles were in the Man of Steel. They're all going toe to toe and they're all fighting and everything. Uh, the big difference is in this uh, too, uh, Kal-El was actually killed by Zod when he was a yes. baby and Apparently the Kodax, which was in Man of Steel, which thing that could like rebuild Krypton was never in Kal-El. It's actually in Kara. So it's like a little, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you picked up on that. I did, no, I did. Oh. When Zod told Supergirl this, yeah. he was like, yeah, well, we killed her. We killed the baby, Kal-El, uh, because it, he has, I think he, he just felt like it, honestly. Yeah. Like, it was just like, well, he didn't have the Kodax, but like, I'm, could, yeah, I'm, I was, I'm gonna, still gonna kill talking about Yeah, it. they all go into battle and they're all doing their own things. The berries together, are good. I do like that dynamic between the two and of them. You know, it's crazy. I, I really forgot throughout the movie that they were the same part, like the same actor playing dual roles. I can understand what people were saying when they were seeing early screenings of it saying, you know, you know, Ezra Miller makes you really forget about what's going on in reality right now with That's him. That's correct, yeah. Because his performance with himself, like, you know, it was really solid to me. Barry. I liked it. The Barry characters were really, really good together. Um, them flowing off of each other was great. Um, Batman mm. in the scene. So I guess we can go into Act Three now. I guess we're going to Act Three, three I yeah. guess. Yeah. So Act Three is it's going to be so prefacing this, we have a flash that knows loss. He did not have a privileged life. He had a very tough life. And he understands basically in this scene that we talk about and you know, the third act and everything, that you have to let things go. Yeah. It's I think it's a beautiful message and everything. But we also have a younger version of him who has had a privileged life. He had his parents his entire life, taking care of him, doing all this stuff. I think even paying for that apartment he lived in. Yeah. Like a very privileged person. So, you know, all that stuff happening too. So him trying to, to let go of something and just let something die, it's probably not in his head because he's had everything. So that thing. There's a scene of, 
think does Kara die first? Does Batman die first or Kara does? I think the way that it's positioned, and this is what I took from I'm it, I think they're both. They both die at the same time, but in separate like parts of the battlefield. And, okay, I'm gonna make fun of this because Batman is like, I'm going down, but I'm not going alone. And like he's and like you, Bruce, it's it's shielded. <laughs> no, shielded. Bruce. And then you see like you see Flash like Bruce, no, and it's like following the craft that Batman was going down in, and just completely, you know, explodes in a in an explosion. Yeah, and then you see yeah. Zod stab. Uh, Kara zor at the and same time, so it's happening time, yeah. simultaneously at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and then the two barriers are like, oh no, we got to go back and fix this, mm -hmm. and they they do that, and they try it again, and it was like, no, no, Bruce, don't do what you did last time. Basically, it's like what? Yeah. Like, no, no, don't don't slam into it. It's protected. He's like copy, and then he turns around, and then he's able to survive for that split second now, and, and they try then, to help out Kara yes. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we're realizing that they still both both bite the bullet in a different way. I think uh, Batman is almost beaten to death by that bigger guy. Yes, he's as he's in the air, the bigger guy in his craft jumps onto Batman's aircraft, I believe, mm -hmm. and like rips him out, and like you know, then Batman goes you know flying down, um, and then like they're fighting on the um, on the battlefield, and I think he he like really gives it to Batman. Yeah. And he dies, I guess, of internal injuries. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, you see him die that way, and he dies in the Flash's arms. And then you see Kara die, similar way, get stabbed. Just impaled through the chest. Yep. And they, they keep going back in time to try to fix it and, and then everything. the Flash comes to realization of circling back to the original conversation he had with Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne when they first met Bruce Wayne in the mansion, talking about the noodles and the, you know, there could be a bunch of different branches of reality, but there are something, there, there are things called uh, indefinite ends mm -hmm. where you can go back, you can go back how many times in the past and change and rearrange things, but someone's, you know, they were meant to die in that moment. It's going to happen. There's no way of changing it, yeah. which is pretty neat. So now he's realizing as he's going back in time to the flat, you know, with, with Barry, because Barry's just like, come on, we got to keep going back and back. I thought that was so sad. I know. Because you see him, it's almost like watching like an older version of yourself try to like pick themselves up yeah. after something bad happens. But you're just like, dude, like, don't even do it. You're young. You don't understand. You yeah. Know, like, don't do this. And yeah. you just keep saying, come on, come on, come on. And then you see the uh, Barry Allen character, the younger version of him, really try to get combative. He's like, what are you saying? Like, we have powers. We have the, po we have the power Nobody to go dies. back in time. Yeah. And it's really crazy because I think you even touched on this too. Imagine having the power to go back in time to fix things. But no matter, even that's not enough to like, to it's bring not. back what you need. Unfortunately, yeah. it's not. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, and then, I don't even think we would call this a villain, but Dark Flash yes. comes out, who, you don't see his face at first. It almost looks like there's like tar all around his body almost, yeah, but there's like a lightning he... bolt here, and it looks like tar is eating him. Yes. And he's like screaming at him, and then he captures the, the Flash, and then he's like, oh, well, my name's The Flash, like, what's yours and everything, and then they tussle a little bit, and then you see... It crack off a little bit. And oh, he's just, finding him, and he like piece, rips off a piece of his uh, his, yeah. the tar-looking substance. Yes, and it's Barry, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Really old version. He was like, of "You're Barry. you're me." Yeah, and then he explains basically that. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. This part's very. You gotta really listen to what's being said here because it's not like another version of Barry. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, what well, well, technically it is, it's the an older version of the younger version of Barry. So it's Barry, our present day Flash, the Barry who you know got 
zapped with these powers early on in the film and the Flash lost his, mm -hmm. he's now coping with reality of like, no, like, you know, we, we gotta go back in time and keep going back. And then our Flash is like, we have to accept the loss. That Barry turns into the dark looking, we're gonna call him Dark Flash. Yeah, I guess the way to describe him too is that he basically is a living paradox. Yes. Because he was the thing that threw out the Flash in the yes. first beginning of the movie too. And then he explains that I had to do that for me to exist. So yes. that's what we call a living paradox. If like his whole sole purpose was to cause that first chain of events to happen so he could exist. And now he's basically, he, he has no tether to reality. Yep. Neither one of them really do. So that's why he's saying I'm basically a living paradox. And it is, I got emotional too, because when he was like, he was like, come on, get up. Like he kind of said, he was just like, come on, let's try again. You're the older version of him. And it's like, oh, it's so like sad. He's just like, he's not letting go. Yep. He still wants to try and try and try. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is so sad. That that one scene got me too. Cause I'm like, oh, you see like an older version of him. He's like, come on, let's try again. And like, he just refuses to let go, which is really depressing. And then in that moment, the younger version of Barry realizes he has to sacrifice himself. So this version of him doesn't exist. Exactly. Which is really, that's where it comes kind of full circle too, where yes. you start off with this movie, basically like with this annoying, privileged Barry Allen who does not know what it's like to work for something because he has mom existing, flashes skin, et cetera. He's just like, you have everything and yeah. you still complain and you're yeah. so annoying. There's actually a very neat scene too in the Batcave. Um, he keeps the fact that the reason why he did all this in the first place was because his mom died yes. and he was trying to reverse those events. He didn't want to tell his younger version of himself, the reason why I'm back here is because, you know, mom's dead. Mm -hmm. The whole movie, he's like tangling with this himself. And basically I think the Barry Allen said something about a monkey that his mom gave him. Oh, he uses it as a darting board. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the last gift that the mom gave him before she died in Flash's world, right? Mm -hmm. Boom, stuffed monkey, yeah. Yes. So there's a scene where Mary Allen's like, come on, this like stupid monkey. The Flash like goes off on him. Yeah, and it's a really powerful scene. He's like, you don't know what it's like to have, you know, you have, it every, you have everything, you have a mom. And he goes, what do you mean? Mom gives us all these stuffed animals. In that moment, it clicked in my head. Yeah, because you've had your mom for 18 years and you've gotten all these gifts. Our Flash, his mom yeah, never no, got him good, anything yeah. else because she died. Like, so it was it was so sad. And then basically he has a, he has a talk with Bruce, uh, Michael Keaton's Bruce, in that same scene. And then uh, Barry Allen slashes underneath, like, I guess, like the cave. And here's the exact conversation. And then he finds out that, oh, my God, like my mom's dead. And that's why he did all of this. So it's very, it, it's... It's, it's a very unique it's idea. It's such a... The storytelling in this movie, even though, like, the CGI and there's... We'll, we'll touch on our rating after we're done wrapping up the um, the mm -hmm. story. But the story and how it's written from point A to point B and so forth, it is really moving. Now, should it, we... It was, now, during this entire scene where younger Barry has to sacrifice himself to save the multiverse, because all these universes are eroding together, too, and they're yeah. making this big convergence, we saw... So many things. I, uh, so I'm, I kind of memorize the way that we see everything. We see the first, one of the first Supermans ever casted ever. He's all CG, of course. They're using CG for all these because these people have been dead for a while. Uh, George Reeves. And he's in black and white. And he looks out and he can see the multiverses hitting yeah. in on each other. Yeah. We see a really, really nice homage to Christopher Reeves and the earlier version of Supergirl. Super, Supergirl was a movie in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Totally forgettable. Uh, and I, I did look into that. They had the original actress back and they de-aged her. Wow. So they had that and he like looks out and he's like lo looking at the multiverse, Chris Reeves yeah. with her. And then we see a glimpse of Adam West, Batman. And then we see something that we never thought we would ever see. I can't believe that we're sitting here 
and we can finally say that we live in a world now where it is now officially known that Nicolas Cage is Superman. Somewhere out there, the idea exists, and that idea now became, it could be its own world. Yes. That's more than enough for me. He has never ever come back again and do it. And anybody watching this podcast, everyone says, ooh, Nicolas Cage is Superman. I stress everybody to go on YouTube and watch the documentary about what Nicolas Cage been? almost being Superman. The reason been? he was fighting that giant spider was because that was in one of the drafts for the script. They were going to see him fight a, a massive spider. spider right? Yeah, you watched the documentary, yep. right? Yeah, yeah, so you you saw it and everything. And you see, and Nicolas Cage doesn't look bad no. as the character. I know he's de-aged and he, he's all CG the and he long looks younger. Hair and the suit, even right down to the suit. So people like, are mad about the long yeah. hair. Superman had long hair in the 90s. When he was murdered by Doomsday in the comics in the 90s, he comes back and he has a, a flowing mane yep. that he and has for a long time. Yeah, he had a beard, beard for a bit. And then when he goes back in his classic Superman suit, he, he doesn't lose the mullet for a few years. And then they cut his hair, clearly when they change comics around and everything. But for all the drafts, Superman was going to have long hair. Yeah. But that was really, really cool. I don't think any other cameo, cameos were missing out during that scene. Um, Is there anything else? I don't think so. That's There's one other cameo, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. We will. Basically, all this gets resolved. And now that young Barry sacrifices himself because the, um, the dark flash stabs through him, Basically, and by him dying, it means that he didn't exist either. So it then basically they both away. fade away into yeah. the sands of time. That's a cool scene too. It is a very cool scene. Away. But also tying up the, uh, the 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 worlds that we kind of just talked about with the cameos. Each of those cameos are acknowledging there's a rip in their timeline uh, or in their world, and they're seeing all these events happen. And basically, from you know the camera pans out, their worlds are now clashing in to the bubble that flash and all this is breaking down in, all the multiverses yeah, so all the multiverses are breaking down now and then after the the dark reverse flash dies that paradox dies it then all take gets taken out together so everyone goes back to living there in their multiversal world um and then yeah so now the flash knows what he has to do yes he has to fix what he did so now he realizes after all of this talking about in, indefinite times you know michael keaton's batman dying supergirl then dying it's an endless loop no matter how many times you go back he then realizes that his mother dying that was an indefinite that was an indefinite um end so yeah. there's no changing that and by him trying to change that all this movie broke all of the events of this movie broke loose so now he realizes that he has to come to terms with now that Dark Flash is gone, and the multiversal worlds are back in order. I have to go back and now take out the tomato sauce that I placed there to save my mom. Take it out so she has to send my father back to the store so she could die. And now coming to terms with that moment because he goes back in time to the moment where he sees himself placing it in the yeah, car. Don't, don't forget the tomato sauce, and then he sees that yes. happening. But he gives himself one last gift, and he basically kind of says goodbye to his mom, or really just hi at yeah. first too. And it's like. That's a real say what you again say what you want about Ezra Miller and say what everything happened with them in real life. They're acting in that scene so good because there's there's a scene where um, Barry is he has sunglasses on and he has he has a hat on and everything and he's just talking to her and he's just like oh you're buying cereal like I like that brand of cereal I used yeah. to eat it all the time as a kid and everything and then you see him you see like a, a tear come down and then she's like oh are you are you okay and then there's there's like this one scene like. When he's crying, he he shakes almost, and I th I thought it was just such good acting when he was like he's like I had to say goodbye to her today, and you see him crying. I was like, it's like, and so good watching it for that first time. I think 
this is another thing I want to ask you too. What's up? Do you think she knew, like a mother's instinct? Like she knew, subcon whether she, you know, like it's like a deja vu feeling. Like you, know, you don't know, but I feel like in that moment, which is why she was like, do you want to hug? I think it's because she subconsciously knew what was happening in that moment. Even if she didn't really know, she kind of knew. No matter how much you become a mature adult, you can never go back in time or change anything. All you can get is hindsight to it. Yeah. But if you could go back, you would probably kick yourself in the ass and say like, God, I wish I was a better son. I wish I was yeah. a better boyfriend or husband and all this type of stuff. That's why this movie is really good at times, despite everything else on there too. So as you were saying with him taking out the tomato sauce and doing all that again. Another big topic of the movie too is that his, his father's trial is going on. Yes. They're trying to uncover footage of, oh God, the 20 year old footage of him. Remember not looking up, he has the hat on. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, if he looks up, we can spot that he wasn't there at the time she was murdered. So that's another thing that Flash does back in the time. And again, he, because Early on in this movie, going back to what uh, Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne had said to him, he goes, you can't change anything by you. If, if someone sees you in the past, it then creates this whole wormhole. So it's the a good thing segue. Was, it's a great segue because what happens is Flash then goes back into the past to fix all this up. At his father, again, to look up at something, he, the father didn't really see him. So it, that, it doesn't make an occurrence. So it's kind of like a gray area as far as that goes. So it it's, it's a safe area. But it could have caused this one thing we'll talk about very soon to happen. Oh. So his dad is basically <laughs> found innocent. Yeah, Justin, I have, I, have a, I, have a, I, have a, I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, his father is found innocent and the trial is happening and everything. And everyone's really, really happy, yada, yada. And then he's going outside and he gets a call from Bruce Wayne. And on the he's phone. Like, he's like, Bruce, I'm so camera, happy. Yeah. Camera pans down the phone and says Bruce Wayne. It's yep. Bruce Wayne calling him. And then, you know, you have... <laughs> and I know... And listen, I I know what Ben Affleck sounds like. I know what he sounds like. Oh, yeah. Answers the phone and is like, hey, Bear. I'm like, that's not Ben Affleck at first. And then he's, yeah. and he's just like, oh, God, I'm so happy to hear your voice and everything. He's like, oh, don't worry. I'm going to see you in a second. I'm around the corner. And you see him whip around all these up uh, because Bruce Wayne is a very famous person in DC. You see all the camera footage, people running up, they're like, Bruce, 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 Bruce. You see his foot get out. You see the door open, stand up, and then it hits <laughs> George Clooney, AKA Bat Nipples, is back. Can I just say for a second, for the longest time, my co-anchor has kept saying over and over again, I know it's George Clooney. I know it's George Clooney. Wouldn't it be funny if we saw George Clooney? Nick, wouldn't it be funny? Ha, well, you know ha, what, Nick? Ha, ha, ha. We're not gonna you got see, your wish. You know what? We're not going to see Val Kilmer with a sign because he can't speak. Hello, Barry. No, we're not going to see that, okay? We're going to see George Clooney. Now, here's the thing. Now, a lot of people don't know this, and I think we've explained this probably in earlier episodes. We may have touched on it briefly. Now, to get technical, a lot of people may be saying, like, oh, my God, George Clooney, he was Batman. It's a variant of Bruce Wayne. Technically speaking... It's not. It's not. Yeah. Michael Keaton's Batman played Bruce Wayne in two movies. The third movie, Batman Forever, with Jim Carrey as the Riddler and Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face, um, that is technically still Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne. They recasted him because of um, directorial disputes or Michael whatever Keaton, the case was. Yeah, he wasn't going to come back unless Tim Burton was doing it. Tim Burton was not doing it. Yes, Joel, Joel Schumacher. Schumacher. Yes. Uh, 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 yeah. So Val Kilmer then replaced him as Bruce Wayne and Batman. Then, apparently, I don't know if this is 100% accurate to say, but Val Kilmer was basically a diva on set and he was very hard to work with. They recasted him again with George Clooney. True. Now, keep in mind, the reason why we both know this 
is because they kept the same Robin, the same Alfred, um, and really the kind of, the, I want to say the same you gotta vibe. be careful. You gotta be careful with that. Yeah. For, for forever, yes. Forever in, yeah. Bat in Batman and Robin, similar vibes. Mm -hmm. But Batman and Batman Returns, not so much. That's a whole different video. That's that's it is. something totally different. It's not Tim Burton's feel. But I'll Justin, and a lot of people don't know this that that is basically the same character. It is the same. Yes. So what I think this could be one of two reasons. I think your reason is a lot more valid than my reason, but we're gonna get into it about why they 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 threw George Clooney in this last minute. I think it's because, technically speaking, Michael Keaton's, that is that is Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne. So in what I feel is that it is technically a different version or variant. I know they don't use the verbiage variant in the DC. That's Marvel talk, but still, it's a different version of, um, just like in Loki, they had all these different versions of Loki. It was played by different actors, but... He's right. Okay. It could be... That's what they're hinting at because it's so meta because of... Obviously, we know that it's the same. Yeah, yeah. We, we do know it's the same because it's almost like a wink to the audience, too. Yeah. The reason I think that they did it is... We, I'm just going to say this one thing about the movie, then we get into the final... We'll, we'll go into the post-credits scenes yeah. right after this. So, I think that this is going to be the end of the EU, And this was just a little wink to the audience to just be like, Oh, remember George Clooney? He used to be Batman and everything. I think that this experiment over you know man of steel all the way to this movie i think we're done it's been a nice 12 13 year battle it's i don't done. i truly don't think james gunn is going to especially with controversy with uh ezra miller gonna pick him up and put him in only if this movie makes a billion dollars i stand is, to say that yep, the only way that this is going to get a greenlit sequel is if it out surpasses and the um we're recording this the 18th the movie came out the 15th so much i don't know if you look at the box office it is not doing as predicted no it's no, not. And it's I think they the knew. Best. Justin, was but, the theater empty too when we were in it? I mean, it got there. Was it was it? a 945 screening on Thursday. Yeah. And we were like, wow, like, you know, I'm glad we got our seats. Empty. Like, we were so eager to get there. Empty. And we didn't get there early, early. We got there kind of like We got there five minutes, minutes before, before five. 945. We got there yeah. at like 940. Yeah, you're right. And we were like, wow, no one's here. Yeah. Damn, this is the opening to the, the Flash. Like, there's two Batman in this movie. Like, no, nobody's here. And I get controversy and everything. You want to cover the post-credit scene? Yes, the two post-credit scenes. Actually, no, it was... Well, yeah, because George Clooney's scene, it wasn't... The, it's still uh, the movie, it, honestly. It was probably... Yeah, it was still the movie. First episode, so, too, by the way, in the movie, too. Uh, Fly, oh, Flash yeah. season. Um, I can't... Really, I, I curse sometimes on here, but... He, who the F are you, he said. Yeah, yeah, he says, like, yeah, he's, yeah. he's like, who the, who the F is this guy? And he's like, oh, hey, Bear. Yeah. And he's like, are you... Are you Batman? And like he's looking at Barry, he's just like, are you, are you, are you okay? Like, yeah. What's your problem and everything? And then he smiles, and then his tooth falls out that he lose, uh, lost in the beginning of the movie, and the movie ends. Remember the post-credit? You want to talk uh, about Yes, so the post-credit scene, after we're kind of, the whole audience, including myself and Nick, are just like, Nick, well, actually, for, first off, Nick is just looking at me. He goes, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I was like, you did this. You manifested it with your manifestation, weird shit that you do, and you did this. I'm like, okay, first off, I would have never... If I would have bet money on this, a real life bet, I'd be rich. Um, you would, but I wouldn't have because would. that would have never came across my mind. With all that's going on in the DCEU ending, the DCU now being launched, I would never thought they would pay money. Because George George Clooney's a, not a, an actor you just pull out the side. He's a very known actor. With a full he probably beard. cost a lot of money to have him in that movie. He couldn't even be bothered to shave. He had a full beard. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't care. Okay. Like Batman I would, doesn't have a beard. That's no, why. no. Batman never okay. has a beard. You should have saw his face too in the theater because he's like, I'm like the money I could have made off this bet. We thought it was going to be something big to set up the DC 
you going forward and everything. But this this gives me more reason to think that this movie, we're, we're done with this universe. Yep. And we're not picking up anything from this movie. So you remember vividly if you want to Yeah, so it. basically it's uh, it takes place outside of a bar area. And it's Barry Allen, uh, our Flash, our version of Flash, and Aquaman, Jason Momoa. And the whole entire, I want to say minute scene, not even, um, it's just Jason Momoa belligerently drunk. He's belligerent. He's drunk. Um, he's talking and, about the bruises he saw, right? Yes, yeah, he's talking yeah, yeah. about the bruises that we've saw with that they saw um, in this movie, and it's just Aquaman being like, "You're telling me there's another version of me out there," and then Andrew Miller goes, "No, no, no! Actually, you're the same." And basically, he collapses in a, in a puddle of water, and the Flash is just like, "I live right all, here. I live yeah. right here. You want to just want to spend the night?" Uh, you, uh, it's just him, belligerent, in a puddle of water, sleeping. Um, so it wasn't what we thought it was going to be. Not something setting up no. the DCEU going forward, which gives me more evidence and more understanding that we're, we're done we're with done. this. He might take some elements because maybe he'll take like Shazam, for example, because yeah. some, not the last movie. Sometimes he's successful and everything. They could take they could take him and move him if they want Gal Gadot. Maybe who knows? Uh, maybe Aquaman. I don't know. And Flash is really just going to be up to the to the, the performance of the movie. The performance yeah. of the movie is really, really high. The mm -hmm. box office, we'll get another sequel and we most likely will have Ezra Miller being The Flash going forward. Yeah, and also James Gunn did make an announcement that he can't really see anybody else playing The Flash in his mind. So if it, Correct. that's even if he uses The Flash in the next 10 years ever again. Well, to piggyback off of what we're talking about now, we're on the director of him too. He's got a new job. He's going to be directing Brave and the Bold. Yeah. So... When is he going to even have time to do a Flash sequel? There's also that happening. So mm -hmm. maybe behind the scenes, we have a definite answer if we're getting a Flash sequel or not. Why would he sign on to a different movie? I know. It would have been really neat to, you know? instead of George Clooney being the cameo, what? it would have been really neat. Now, if it was the same universe, that's why I think by you saying it's wrapping up things, I think it is too going to reference this movie ever again. Um, yeah. into that degree. So I think it would have been really neat if they were doing an extended, like if there was going to still be in continuity, a random, because, you know, Brave and the Bold, it's supposed to be a younger Bruce Wayne. It would be really neat to have some guy this is what who's I Barry Allen's age and is just like, hey, Barry. He's like, you're not, who are, who are you? It's a young... That was my original prediction. I thought that we were going to have our DCEU Bruce Wayne in the movie. Right. But... I don't think that's happening because no. I don't think they know what to do with the Flash. That's probably yeah. Did why. Did they cast the new Bruce Wayne yet? Did they cast him? No murmurs. Only only thing that I know is that he's supposed to be anywhere between thirty and thirty five. So we're getting a young yeah. Batman. Not George Clooney, but not that age. Can we just stop doing the old Batmans? Can we just stop? Really, yeah. We've been doing I it think, for years. Besides Pattinson, yeah. I'm separating him because he's an Elseworlds story. Even you know Batman versus Superman, we had a very very old Bruce Wayne who's retired and hates everything. That and then Michael Keaton is mm -hmm. a seventy-year-old man, yes. and then we have George Clooney at the end of the movie. I get these are all nods to them being Batman's, but I want no. a thirty-five-year-old Bruce Wayne yeah. at the prime of his life. That's all I want with the Robin, maybe a Nightwing around stuff like yeah. that. That would be really really cool. So now, likes, dislikes, overall out rating, Justin. You know it's so funny. I had a lower rating when we first the, the night of before we went into deep review about this, I had originally said six, seven. I will shoot this up to you a take solid, score. I'm, I'm not going to, kick, to stop it. I would say a solid seven, three. Okay. Okay. 
And the reason behind that is because I didn't, I had to, obviously, when we're filming this, I'm reliving and we're recapping on what we saw. Yeah. Story-wise, because you overall watch the movie for the story, and if you can relate to it, does it move you? I, I agree with you on a lot of certain points. I believe it moved me in ways. I was kind of harsh about it because I was like, we we waited because I was looking at it from the perspective of we were so excited for years for this movie. How long have they been watching, waiting to see this movie? How long? Oh, oh man, this got announced that they were gonna have a solo movie, two thousand sixteen. Okay, we've been waiting yeah. a long time for this. Very we're twenty five years old, oh. and there's little things we look forward to in life. Okay, like going to a movie entertainment little things are now big things to us we look forward to that the tone seeing that it's movie crazy. the cgi the all that's going on surrounding the flash getting now used to because you know as you get older in life change is just weird for everybody we have to now get accustomed to a new change will this change in the dcu we have hope because it's james gunn yeah. you know that's where i was coming from because i got out of that movie theater i'm like they show us george clooney they don't take us seriously. They're not taking the fans seriously. This is a big F you. But then hearing you talk about it and it kind of got me to open up a little bit more and say, you know what? Maybe it's not a big F you. It's more of a, it's a nod. It's a it's a little wink to you guys saying, ha, it's a funny joke, yes. It was a time that George Clooney wore back nipples, but it's now concluding and we're gonna have more stuff for you. So I'm being optimistic. I will give it a 7-3. 7-3, 7-3. I think my original rating that I gave the movie was like a 7.1. It was 7-1, you said, yeah. Seven, uh, I, think. I think I'd bump it up to probably somewhere around yours. I think it's definitely right. between the 7, 7.3. I'm not even trying to outdo you, but 7.5. Right, no, yeah, that's, I, that, that's I, fair, that's fair. I love, the, I love the character of The Flash. I've always loved the, the comic book series with Flashpoint. It was really, really good to see an adaption of it. The things I liked, I agree totally. The story is beautiful it's it is like, a beautiful story it's like um back to the future meant a superhero movie which they reference in, which which they, they reference in the reference movie a lot and it of says times. it's complete bull how they make up time travel in that movie like is definitely the storyline and everything it's great to see like seeing michael keaton again that was good uh, this is the last time we're ever going to see ben affleck as batman too yeah. so that was a very very nice thing i mean you can sit back and try to hate this movie. Definitely CG, definitely the way it looks, some of that kind of stuff. But I, I take away with saying I definitely watch this movie again. I would too. Yes. I definitely would too. I'd be open, and honestly, I'd be open to seeing Ezra again as the Flash. I would too. I'd be yeah. fine, honestly. And people who give A-plus performances with an emotional character like that, it just shows that the person playing that character cares. I think, you know, by them playing the Flash character for so long, you could actually tell a little bit more about how they viewed the character itself. You could tell that they really cared about the Flash character alone, you know? You could even go back to early, um, go back to, you could really go back to early press screenings when they were doing Justice League, and um, even like, he didn't he cameo, oh yeah, he did cameo in Batman v Superman. When they were doing press for that, you could tell that they were really talking passionate about the Flashpoint. They're a very big comic book. They're very big, Justin yes, says. huge. I would not have a problem if they become the Flash again, just from their performance in the movie. It was very, very good, right. honestly. Yeah, I, I, I thought agree. that it was, it was I agree. Really great. Anything we didn't touch on in the movie? No, I think we touched on all key points. I can't think of anything. I think when we watch the second time, we'll, we'll probably maybe circle back and later. I remember this much. Me too. I honestly, you know, that's another thing too, why I raised the score, because as I'm talking about it in real time throughout this entire episode, I'm like, wow, like I really enjoyed it to the point where I remember all this. It's not a six, seven in my book. So I'm like, I'm gonna stop being, you know, pouty over what I originally gave it for because I was just so angry in the moment, but- um, Oh, like the Batman, right? Yeah. Justin, like the Batman, Justin? Solid, you know what, solid two nine. 
Enough. <laughs> Enough. You're not gonna let me like that movie. Too it went down? Yeah, it did went it did go down. Yeah. Alright. Well, this is our review of the Flash. Yes. Um, we give it. We give up. it the high, uh, well, middle sevens. Basically, we're we're up to that. Middle um, sevens. I could change in the future. Yeah, it's it's very divisive among fans right now. It seems like the audiences really really do like it. Critics are so so with it. Depending, I think it's a fine movie. Again, to see if it's going to have a sequel, it's going to be solely solely dependent on how much money it makes. Which I'll be there if there's a Flash sequel. Of course, we always vote for anything. Yeah. Super Look out for that episode review in 2029. I'm gonna vomit. I'm gonna vomit. I'm gonna vomit. Give me well, a bucket. <laughs> Give me a bucket. Well, that's a review of the flash. That's the wrap, guys. But yes, uh, more to come. 